what is wealth for you? And I think there's actually a very big difference between being rich and having wealth. Today, I'm talking to Sharita Humphreys, who is a financial expert. She is someone who helps specifically women learn how to build financial freedom and wealth. And we're going to have a conversation about what wealth really is and how we get there no matter where we're at. And I love that Sharita is someone who has been both places. She will share this, but she has been rock bottom where she literally was homeless with two kids all the way to having financial abundance, time freedom, financial freedom, being named the 2020 National Financial Educator of the Year. I mean, how incredible is that to go from homeless to the 2020 National Financial Educator of the Year? She took control of her money. She got it to work for her, and she learned how to get over the fear, how to get over the fact that she didn't know anything about how to be financially smart, and she shifted everything. So let's jump into this conversation and truly learn how we can build financial freedom and wealth for ourselves. Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Remelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable. So let's jump in. Sharita, I am so excited to talk to you about all things money, financial freedom, and how we get empowered to just have more wealth in our lives. So before we jump in, will you just tell everybody a little about you? So I am Sharita M. Humphrey. I help working women who want to take that entrepreneur leap or for those who are already startup entrepreneurs who are looking to be able to grow and scale their businesses to create it by build by building wealth before it ends in their bank, before it lands in their bank account. I help them to do that with personal finances leveraging um, their credit and understanding how important it is as we grow financially to take risks, but calculated ones that's going to help you to create wealth in every aspect of your life and give you one of the things that many people always forget when they're on their journey to financial freedom. And that's making sure that time freedom is at the top of your list. Mm, Okay. So you and I, we basically had a whole podcast before we even started recording, right. just chatting. And, <laughs> and one of the things that we were talking about, and we both were like, yes, is money is not actually the ultimate goal. That's what we've been sold. That's what we all think. Like if I had more money, but that's not actually it. It's no. time freedom, not money freedom. Because no. every, and and here's the best way I think like we can just break this down to make everybody believe us. Everybody knows someone who has very little money and yet lives within their means and feels good. And everyone Mm -hmm. knows someone who seems to have a lot of money and yet is stressed out of their minds all the time and way overextended. It's not money. Now, 
I'm not going to lie. Money makes things easier. Let's just be totally honest. Like it's a whole lot easier when you are not worried about how you pay the mortgage or the rent or buy the food or take care of the things for the kids or whatever it is. But if we're just go, go, going for money, that's dangerous. And that can get us in a lot of trouble because we don't know when to stop. When we're going for time freedom, then we're about building wealth. And then that wealth gives us the lifestyle that we want. So my very first question for you is, what is wealth? Wealth is what you said, freedom. But it's not just in a way that most people think. They're like, okay, if I had a million dollars, if I had $10 million, if I had a hundred million, if I had millions like Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, and Charlie Munger, then I'm wealthy. But guess what? I have clients who make under six figures and they feel wealthy because they are able to have time freedom because they're managing and staying within their means and taking calculated investing risk speaking with their wealth team, because every one of us should have a wealth team. We should be making sure that tax planning is important Mm, because that's important. Understanding how important that is. Someone doing your taxes and someone tax planning is not the, is not the same thing. And is not a wealth, is not a wealth component. So number two, understanding that your wealth number, your wealth number is going to look different from everybody else. It's almost like your fingerprints, different DNA, different wealth number. So understanding, think about this. I was, I had the privilege of going to um, Warren Buffett's stakeholders meeting um, this year. And I thought I said something that I'm putting, it's on my wall now. He said, write your obituary and then work backward. So that way that you know that you create the life that you've always dreamed about and the legacy of wealth that you're happy about, even before, even while you're still here. I thought that was profound. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, so one of the things is, what does your golden years look like? What is it that you desire to do? And then put a number on it. How much do you need to feel comfortable to retire? And then put a date on it. I know my retirement date. I have a lot of opportunities that I want to do. So I put a date on my next level of retirement because anybody knows that once you have time freedom, there's no way you're just going to sit at home because a lot of people say, if I have more money, then I can just relax. But guess what? I can tell you something. You're going to get bored very fast. Very, very fast. (laughs) Very fast. Because most people, yes, you're going to get bored. You know why? Because most of the people that you know are still working or they're running their businesses. So they, you're going to need something else to do. And there's another dream. Yes, your goal, you're like, if I hit a million dollars, that's it. Guess what? We see people hit a million dollars all the time, but they're still doing more things. You know why? Because there's still more dreams. There's still more desires. There's still more aspirations inside of you. So that's why it's important to know your wealth number. Don't base it off social media, your friends, uh, people that you know, where you are right now. Because guess what? That can certainly change. Life is day to day. So figure out what does your what does your wealth number look like and know that it's okay to adjust on the way. Well, remember, wealth is a journey, not a sprint. You need benchmarks and milestones to let you know that you're on the right path. And let's, let's, let's be honest. We all, just like traffic, 
We see a little roller jam and we detour. Same thing with building wealth. Don't beat yourself up. Know your wealth number. Make sure it's somewhere where you can see it. Because one of the things is that what stays important to us, if we see it, we believe it. If mm. we see it, we believe it. So I have my wealth number and everywhere I can see it, I see it daily. But I don't let that number determine how my day is going to be. I know that sounds crazy because sometimes we can get so driven by the number without enjoying the experiences of getting there and enjoying the journey. So understanding that you know your number, it's concrete, it can change. You can, you know, you may, but and you may take some detours, you're going to hit some benchmarks and milestones, but enjoying the journey of wealth, not just, li- not just running the race or being on the hamster wheel to make the number happen. Because guess what? You're going to get there and then you're going to be like, I didn't really enjoy this. Right. Did you right. take the moment? Did you take the small wins and enjoy them? You've knocked off this. You're one step closer. So, and then lastly, letting you know that you guess what? Even if you come short of your wealth, your wealth number, that it's okay. Because guess what? There's still more for you to be able to figure out and to know that if you don't get your wealth number trying to do it on your own, and wealth is not built alone. Okay. Wealth is number three. Wealth is not building built alone. Having a wealth team, someone who understands tax planning versus someone doing your taxes. Those are not the same thing. Wealthy people tax plan. So start doing things that wealthy people do. Wealthy people know that money is not the end all be all, that it's a transfer vehicle, Mm -hmm. but it's not the thing that's going to make your life happy. And I know some people are like, well, let me just get wealthy and see for myself. You see a lot of wealthy people. That does not mean they're, they're not all happy because guess what? Life is more than money. Make, use your money to make memorable experiences. And that's going to keep you wealthy on your journey. Mm, I love that. I think there's a difference between wealth and rich. And I, right. that sounds a little weird, but but I really do think there's a big difference between those who are wealthy and those who look rich. Looking rich Ooh, like is <laughs> is about the aesthetic, right? It's about, I want to show that I have all the things. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I am going to just confess right now. I'm bougie, okay? I like <laughs> my nice things. I will admit it. Um, that's just, it. I, I've been that way my whole life, you guys, my entire life. Even as a little girl, when everyone else would be like, can we go have hamburgers? We want to go to McDonald's. I'd be like, I'd like a nice steak. I have always known who I am, but I have learned over the years. And as I'm, you know, growing in my financial understanding and, and becoming more knowledgeable that there are people who, you know, you look at them and you're like, Oh, they're rich. They got the house and the cars and the toys and all these things, but they're doing it in a way that is is hurting them. They are stressed out of their minds because they are too leveraged when it comes to all their expenses. And then there are those who are wealthy. And and I have many friends where you have no idea how much money they actually have. No one knows. And they are sitting on an insane amount of money. And it is not 
obvious because they don't, they don't live it flashy. Now I'm going to say I'm somewhere in the middle, right? Like I do love a little bit of my flash, but I'm also trying to be wise and build wealth, not temporary. I look rich, but it's at the detriment of my family, of my future, of my health and all those things. So I think that just understanding each of those things, I heard somebody once say, I'm going to butcher this, but it was a bench, bench, it was essentially that they considered wealth for every month you didn't have to work. Now you could if you wanted to, but you didn't have to. So if I have six months in the bank, I am six months wealthy. If I have a year in the bank, I'm a year wealthy. If I have the rest of my life in the bank and a legacy to leave on, Boom. I have made it. Right. Right. So, I love that. I, I do too. I've never forgotten that. And I've always been like, yes, that is what I want. So now the question becomes and why I'm so excited to dig deeper into this conversation with you is like, okay, when we define that, when we say that is what I want. Now, how do we get there? How do we leverage? How do we build assets? How do we invest? How do we take from, okay, I've built my my emergency fund. I've built my savings. I've got money. Now, what do I do with it? And I think we also have to talk about how do I get over the fear of doing something with it and not, you know, just keeping it in in our bank accounts. I think a lot of times we have to think about most people when we're going to make sure that we keep this. Um, you know, tax bracket friendly because a lot of people think that okay, I can <laughs> because I it, you know everybody everybody is in different tax brackets and that's okay and you can build wealth in every tax bracket and so a lot of times most people are like, well, I can't do anything to build wealth. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. But just like you said, just imagine if you just took a list and just said that I'm gonna that one small bill. I'm going to try to get ahead one week, one month, two Mm, months, three months. That's how I started. When a lot of people, if you haven't, you know, I, she's heard my story. I was, I hit rock bottom. I didn't come from wealth. We didn't have money conversations around the table. I was raised by a single mother, but I was always intrigued by numbers. I didn't, I just thought I was just a nerdy kid. (laughs) I was just like, look, I was, I I thought the introvert in me made me just want to go gravitate to numbers. But who knew that me not having those pivotal conversations about money would be the thing that helped me? And again, we have to take responsibility, making negative financial behaviors. Um, I ended up homeless with two small kids, but that didn't mean that I was always going to stay there. I didn't have anything. I hit financial rock bottom, credit scores hit to the 300s. I'm still trying to figure out if somebody else, if you're bold enough, please please comment or, or share with us so I didn't feel, I won't feel alone because I hit 300s. My credit scores were in the low 300s. So when I say that I hit financial rock bottom, no, not even, no banking institutions was going to lend me anything. I didn't have anything. But one of the things that I did have and that I want to be able to give to everybody listening, the one thing that builds wealth is you plus hope. Mm, so good. You, because one of the things is if you don't lose hope in you and then guess what? That's all it takes. I didn't lose hope in me. Even those, you know, the banking institutions, the my, the creditors, they counted me out. I did not count me out. 
I still invested into me, even when I didn't have money. Because the one thing that's free is learning and the library. Those two L's help me to avoid future L's, losses. Oh, that's so and good. So I, I love that. You, <laughs> yeah. So one of, so I tell people, no matter what tax bracket that you're in, is to know that you can build from where you are and that you first have to know your numbers. I'm not asking you to be a CPA if that's not, I'm not asking you to be an accountant, hire, hire professionals if that's not your area of expertise, but you do control where your wealth starts and how it ends by just knowing what's going in and what's coming out. Doing something as simple as looking at what did you spend last week, last month, and comparing it to what you did last year. You would be surprised if you were just to sit with yourself. And I like to always tell people, date yourself, date your money. Just go back and pull out that bank statement and make some highlights, everything that was not essential. Add it up. And guess what? If it those non-essential things that many of us can do with mindless spending, you can put that right back into your bank account. It can be used for an emergency fund, paying off debt, but making sure that most people are this is gonna be this is gonna make you happy. Most people forget to put you on your budget because that's what's gonna help you stay consistent. Because no one wants to just get up and go to work, whether you're working a nine to five or working your business, and not be able to enjoy the fruits of your hard work. So making sure no matter if it's small, $5.50, or for those who are a little bit more bougie, $250 or $500, don't judge me. Um, <laughs> making sure that you have you on your budget and you can increase it $5, cents, and percentages as you continue to be able to decrease your spending, figure out ways how you can monetize things that people that you do effortlessly. Because a lot of times those side hustles are built off of gifts and talents and skill sets that we're not monetizing. Yes. We don't, yeah. we don't, many times we're just like, because I'm pretty sure there's somebody, if you think right now, we'll give you one, two, three. What is something that everybody asks you to do? And you're like, oh, I can do that without even thinking. Can you make money from it? 99%. Most of the time you can't. Yeah. And so many people doubt that because they think, oh no, this is so easy. Like, I don't even, like everyone knows how to do this. no. Everyone does not know how to do this. You know how to do this. This is one of your gifts. It's something that comes very natural to you. And you need to recognize that there is an opportunity there and stop no. believing that, oh, it it must be easy for everyone. I also love how you talked about you need to put you into the budget. You need to give money to you. And, you know, and as you were saying that, I was just thinking about, we know this. We intrinsically understand this, but it, it's, it's one of those things that gets forgotten. Anything we ever do that is too stringent doesn't work. Look at every single diet where it's like so incredibly restrictive that you feel like you are, you know, being tortured. Same thing with you, with a budget. You know, you, you see all the money things and you, you have this moment of clarity where you're like, things have to change. But then the pendulum swings so far the other way that you go so stringent on yourselves. We're not doing anything that is not a bill or you know, what, whatever that might look like. And then that's not maintainable either because again, you feel like you are being punished. 
We've got to find the medium that will allow us to stay consistent because it is always consistency that wins in anything. I don't care what we're talking about in life, right? It's when we show up consistently that we see the gains. And, you know, we don't win when we have these blitz moments of showing up, trying, and then we fall off again because it's, it's too much and it's too restrictive. Right. And I like how you said that because many times, like you just said, if we look at our health, which is our first form of wealth, and really take care of that because you can have all the money in the world. But if you're spending it trying to stay healthy or to, it, it doesn't do, or you can't spend it at all because you're not in the capacity to be able to do it, then is it really well? So are you, someone else enjoy, enjoying your wealth? And many times they're going mindless because they didn't have to build it. And so those are some things that you really want to think about. Like you said, when a diet is too restrictive, if a workout is too restrictive, if you're like, oh, I can't eat anything. You're not, it's only going to be a diet. A diet and a lifestyle is just like you managing yes. your money and building wealth. Mm, so good. And that's it the key. Be so that's the key. We are not looking for a diet. And I use that with like finger quotes because whether we're talking about our financial goals, we're talking about our, our physical goals, we're talking about even our our growth goals, our educational goals, right? Like it can't be a diet mentality. It has to be a lifestyle mentality. Oh, I cannot wait to keep unpacking this. We are going to jump right into the answer in part two. So go ahead and click to listen to part two right now. 